welcome to episode two, uh, my gaff this week. Thank you. Um, this is Bad Dad's film review. We have Riggs and Sidey with me. Hello. Hi. And a sausage. Yeah. This is the sound of eating sausage. And uh, <laughs> what is the plan today? What are we going to talk about? We've got a top five. <laughs> you selected. We've got a top five Scorsese films. Okay. Not that I know any. And we, <laughs> we've then got um, Film Rush that I've chosen and a another kiddies film called Hazo Mermaids. <laughs> H2O, mate. Uh, H2O. It's a two, not a Z. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. H2O, and I think water. There's a change boom. from last week. Yep. We will change from last week. We're going to finish with our guilty pleasure. Yeah, which um, is not strictly film-wise. Yeah, yeah. Guilty pleasure is not masturbating to the Special Olympics. It's not. <laughs> okay, let's dive straight in to our top What's five. What's my guilty pleasure? What's your guilty pleasure? Did I Don't do repeat something? it. Uh, no, I can't repeat that. We're going to talk about your top. Do you want to start us off with your nominations for Scorsese top five? Well, can you start me off with some stuff that he's done? But you chose this, this so I was hoping you might have some I material. just chose it because I know that he's a half-decent director. That is half-decent, But did he yeah. do, like, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah, that was one of his better ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's an R2, R2 unit on the bottom of the spaceship that flies over at the end? Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. And there's one in um, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Is there? Yeah, on the, one of the carvings, there's 3PO and R2-D2. I didn't know that. Car- yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I didn't know that it was set before Raiders either. Yeah, <laughs> still not over that. Well, it was a long time ago, and um, yeah. Okay, so start, right, so here we go. Scorsese, Goodfellas has to be in the top five. Agreed. Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I really like Goodfellas actually. Right, well, that's good of you. What about Joe Pesci? I've written down all of the good really uh, Scorsese movies that I've seen. So Goodfellas. Yep. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Yes. Ah, that's one of the classics I've never seen. Okay. Yeah. Um, you really well, you should. should. Yeah, you should definitely. Yeah, well, you've no, seen Joker. Joker, I would say, is looks and feels a lot like. It's about forty percent Taxi Driver yeah. and forty percent King of Comedy, which is most, another Scorsese film. It's in the most recent film that I went to see at the cinema, The yes. Joker, with yes. Heath Ledger. Um, Heath Ledger in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But so he, we've got. He, the, but well, um, Heath Ledger is isn't your favourite Joker, is he, Meg? Cesar no. Romero, surely. Good fellas. Who's Cesar Romero? From the not, not he was one from one. the Adam West Bert Ward version oh, he he was. Was. remember, he you, remember you were talking about this the other day what were you saying were your favourite um, uh, Jokers well who are they you've got um, Heath Ledger yeah Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson yeah. Cesar Romero Joaquin yeah. yeah the one we just went to see Hakeem Phoenix yeah and Christian Bell <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. I don't know if we can have Taxi Driver if one of us hasn't seen it. Oh, if we have to have seen them all. Well, it's just hard for someone to make a case for it to be in the top five when they haven't seen it. Can I make a case for some to not be in the top five? Absolutely. Shutter Island. Yes, rubbish. I, I seen that one, Meg? No. Nope. I saw that at the cinema. Absolute pish. Hard I mean, to believe it's a Scorsese Who flick. wants to watch a film about some shutters? I mean, my mum got some shutters. It would have been day. better, to be honest. Yeah. I don't like The Departed either. You do like The Departed. I do like The Departed, but it's I w- it's not in his top... It's not even in his top ten. Yeah. But I really like the music See, choices in it. I would say that Scorsese is kind of Hall of Fame guy. Yeah. With some Hall of Fame work. Yeah. So when you... Never heard put, of that one. When you 
look at Departed compared to some of the other stuff. It's just, it feels like a disappointment to me. It's just a bit, the problem is it's inferior even to the thing that it's based on, right? Which is based on a... Goodfellas. No, it's uh, Internal Affairs. <laughs> a, a Hong Kong, I think, maybe? Infernal Affairs. Yeah. Yeah. What did yeah. I say? Internal it, Affairs. It's Infernal, isn't it? Infernal, yeah. I think. Could be wrong. Yeah. That okay, so... I mean, that, so Goodfellas Taxi Driver. Raging Bull. Raging Bull is an absolute must. Yeah. Also a top five sports film. So De Niro again. I mean, I really liked Wolf of Wall Street, except that's complete lack yeah. of wolves. Oh, that's going in. Absolutely. So I mark it down on the basis of no wolves. Yeah, but I think we all really enjoyed but that. But there so are dwarfs and there are... Darts. Darts. <laughs> in, in the same scene. <laughs> and Velcro. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a win. Okay, Wolf of Wall Street's uh, definitely going So I've in. not seen Cape Fear, but that's a remake anyway, so I don't... You've not seen Cape no, Fear? No, I've not seen it. It's no. another De Niro as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's really Max good. Max Caddy? Has he been? Max, it's definitely... Yeah, Max Caddy, yeah. Caddy? Caddy? I've, we have to say that The Irishman is exempt from this because it's not technically out yet. And I haven't seen, seen it. it. And it. But it is supposed to be... Three and a half hours. Like I've read a, a, a spoiler-free review and they were head over heels with it. Okay. So expectation is high. I've got Bringing Out the Dead. I know you're I not... I don't like Nick Cage, yeah. so it's a definite no from me. But it's a different one for Scorsese. Gangs in New York, rubbish. Never seen it all the way through in one setting. Sitting. I don't like it at all. I'm assuming Meeg has probably seen that. you seen Gangs in New York? Yeah, I like it, actually. Mm. That was your no, prediction, wasn't it? I wasn't it? a fan. Uh, I've also got Hugo, which was really good in the cinema. That's his sort of homage to... That's the Scorsese's 3D movie. Right. Uh, it's brilliant in the cinema. Yeah. Um, Needs to be seen in the cinema. Really. Yeah, I, I would imagine it loses its impact. Okay, I've not seen The Aviator. Brilliant. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I really like so he's, it. So he's ditched De Niro, or they've got him back now. D- and DiCaprio. moved on to DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. So did he do um, Catch Me If You Can? Scorsese yeah Yeah, it's the same yeah he went on from that to um, (laughs) Close Encounters yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so so Aviator Wolf of Wall Street Shutter Island Departed that's they're all they're all out aren't they bringing out the deads out because you don't like Nick Cage you got Colour of Money Paul Newman yeah that's that's legit Um, are we how close do we have we got we've got four it's really hard have we got Casino in there? Oh, we didn't even mention Casino. The only problem I have with Casino is it just feels like Goodfellas 2. Yeah. Don't know that's a huge criticism of the film, but it didn't feel like much of a departure. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so that, that's a definite candidate, Casino. Yeah, and Mean Streets, you fucking mook. Oh my God, how did we forget Mean Streets? Mean Streets has that really, well, it's a brilliant soundtrack and it also has that shot with the camera strapped to Harvey Keitel. Yeah, drive, yeah, yeah. Is, I don't know if it was the first person to do that. But it's the first time I'd seen it used. Well, that film was, what, late 70s? No, it would be early 70s. Is that early 70s? Yeah. Maybe even... That might have been the first use of it. I don't know. What was Scorsese's first film? Well, he did a few shorts, and then he had... Uh, who's that knocking at the door? Clockwork Orange, yeah. He did do Clockwork Orange. Yeah. No, he, he didn't. did... Um, Kubrick. So Mean Streets is sort of his early good one. And who's in that That's one? the first one he did with De Niro. Here's a little known fact. Yeah. He directed the video to... Bad. Bad. Yeah, I didn't know why aren't you that? By Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. We're putting that in the top five. Who was also. Well, it had Wesley Snipes. So, those uh, really dangerous dudes roller skating. Yeah, and wearing leather jackets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mean Streets is a a candidate for. So, we could have. How about this as a top five? Are we settled on it? Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Wolf of Wall Street, Mean Streets. That's a pretty good selection of films. It's no Kundun. 
which I've never seen. No, but, I, um, I probably never. Will yeah, see. I, I'm. I'm gonna have to go. That's pretty good. Okay, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Wolf of Wall Street, Mean Streets. Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Wolf of Wall Streets, and Mean Streets. I'll trust you on Mean Streets. Wolf, Wolf of Wall Streets. Yeah. Wolf of Wolf of Mean Streets. Wolf of Quality Streets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many How many one. Scorsese movies have you actually seen, Meek? Right, out of those, I have seen Goodfellas. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've seen Raging Bull, Wolf of Wall Street. So I've seen two out of the top five. And I Brilliant. Really like okay, that's good. That's good. Well, some, yeah, some food for thought there. Following on from last week, Meg, you decided to choose this week's film, which was Rush. Quite a tenuous link, if I yeah, remember. Yeah, what was the link? What was the link? There is no link. They <laughs> both start with an R. Do they? Oh, they both start with an R. The both single word titles. Both single word titles. Yeah. They both got Kevin Bacon in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so give it, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the film was all about? Because I used to actually watch this one this week. Which I did watch this one. Quite which refreshing. And I watched it all the way through. So um, the it's the very intriguing story of James Hunt, who's a bit of a playboy, and a little bit, yeah. and Nikki Lauder, who is this very straight-laced, very serious racing driver, and their fight for the 1976 Formula One World Championship, which I have to say was quite intense and a little bit harrowing and very dangerous. So that's it in a little Meeg nutshell. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. I actually really thought it was good fun. So and the reason I... why I thought it was good fun, because it had an ending. <laughs> Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was um, not only an ending, it was an ending that had a It was all wrapped up yeah. nicely for yeah, you. Yeah, someone won. <laughs> yeah. I, at, the, at the beginning of it, it took a while for me to get hooked in, I have to say. Yeah. I didn't... You mean you mean Natalie Dormer, the lady from um, Thor smashing... Um, yeah, I enjoyed Natalie Dormer, but she wasn't in very long. Queen Marjorie but from... What, you know, the, the time that we did spend with her was... Was time well spent, I thought. Yeah, it was a nice but bit of tip, really, wasn't it? I wasn't it? really into Chris Helmsworth in this. That, well, that initially. And I certainly wasn't into Daniel Brühl or Brühl or whatever you say his surname. Oh, man. I just, it felt a bit He's too lame thaw- to me. He was too Thory for me. But I mean, I, well, yeah, too, the, well, well the trouble handsome. is with, with Helmsworth is, you know, he is Thor. So that's, yeah. it's kind of typecast. But there's nothing you can do about that. I Daniel Brühl, I just found, I didn't really believe his accent and all the rest of it. Um, was he not a real Austrian? Who, Brühl? Yeah. He is actually German. I know, but I just found it. Well, he's Austrian. Is he? He's actually Austrian. No. <laughs> Real live bona fide um, Austrian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Louder. So, louder so, is, yeah. What's the difference between an Austrian well, and I a just, German I, When he was talking, I just found his, I didn't really... Is Arnie Austrian? Yeah, but if you've Austrian ever heard yeah. Nicky Lauder talk, he had his cadence and his rhythm. Like, it was... Rhythm. It was rhythm. Randy rhythm. He had the cadence and rhythm of Nicky Lauder's speech pattern. So okay. yeah, I've seen Nicky Lauder but, on the but, actual, but, uh, on the actual once, TV. Um, once it got going, I was into it. I think also part of the problem was, it, for me, it wasn't one of the huge rivalries in F1 that resonated with me particularly. Uh, but, but it's only one season. But what a season, though. I well, mean, what a one story. of them was injured for Up, most down, of it. round, yeah. I mean, how much racing did they actually do against each other? There's only a few races. But when it when it got going and you know the the title race was close, I was into it. I did enjoy it. I did. Yeah, it was. Good. I have to say, for me, I wasn't looking forward to this week's uh, movie because I have no interest in Formula One essentially, and I'm only okay about Ron Howard movies. I feel like they have a little bit of a sort of middle of the road blandness about them. There are some good ones in there, no doubt. Apollo thirteen, 
Beautiful Mind. There's some good stuff. Parenthood. Solo. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were going to miss Parenthood out. There's I was going to have a really huge good stuff in there. But Solo, I, Star Wars Story. Yeah, yeah he did do that as well. Rubbish. Did you just read that off my notes? No, no, okay. I just knew that one. So, but I was excited to watch it on the basis that it was a Ron Howard film because I was waiting for Clint Howard to appear. Who is Clint Howard? Ron Howard's brother, no, who's no. in a lot of his films in little clamios. So it did, I mean, but he it wasn't, wasn't in it, so I was disappointed by that. But I, I so I, the Ron Howard films are always better when Clint Howard's in them. I don't think I even know who Clint Howard is. I think I need to do a Google on that after the show. Shame on you. Shame. So here's a few for you to look out for. He's in Cocoon. Yes. He's in that. Apollo 13. He's one of the guys in, um, uh, what do you call it, launch? Mission Control. Launch. Mission Control, that's it. Uh, Ed TV, Parenthood he's in, Frost Nixon. Loads of them. He's kind of like short, bald guy with glasses. Actually, I think I know exactly who you mean. Yeah, he used to be in um, Gentle Ben as a child. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Brilliant bit of research there. I love that. So unfortunately, he wasn't in this. So I did feel a bit cheated. Seventeen films they've done together. Together. Yeah. Wow. But and, what, and it's a clear like, if it's a double Howard, you're onto a winner. Yeah. Well, single Howard. Most backdraft, I think, as well. He's in. I like that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's silly as shit, but it's a good so movie. Uh, so, but what? I, so I don't, you know, don't. Didn't like, didn't like Olivia for... Wilde in this. I'd say yeah. Olivia Wilde. Oh no, her and her character was just, just nothing. She felt like completely irrelevant. Nothing. But Alexandra Marie Lara, who played. The, um, the love interest of yeah. uh, what's his face like that name it's just Louder's wife yeah she's really cool and she's in the movie I think in one of the best scenes in the movie when uh, they're stranded out in the middle of nowhere and a car you know he tries yeah, to yeah, flag yeah. down a car and it goes past so she's like oh I'm really hot I'll flag this one down yeah. the car stops the two guys get out and it's two Italians who are crazed for Nicky Lauder it's a great scene yeah that was cool so um, she, she'd been in some really cool stuff so she was in Control which is the Joy Division biopic oh movie, yeah yeah she's really cool yeah. in that she was in Downfall, which is about your friends, the Nazis. Yes. Yeah, and then also the Bader Meinhof <laughs> complex. Okay. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. That's, but I know that's the, good. Yeah, that's good. But I think what made this film for me, so I, I ended up, I have to actually say, Meg, against my better judgment, oh, thank you for helping me watch this because I probably never would have watched it. I'd have always found a reason not to. This is when this the whole was a great of the podcast fil- yeah. pays off because we got to see something that we enjoyed. Which we probably wouldn't have watched otherwise. And I really enjoyed it. And what I really liked was the sort of... So there was like two or three things that really stood out. Obviously, you've got this like real character-driven drama where you've got the sort of playboy, you know, hard-drinking sort of um, blonde-haired rock star of Formula One who's... who's, Like me. Like you, yeah, Yeah. like much like yourself. And then you've got this kind of uptight Austrian... Yeah, they were chalk and cheese, weren't they? Really, yeah. Right? It was Polish. Uh, uh, you know, he's sort of, maybe he's like even on the spectrum or something because yeah. he can't he make friends and he doesn't give a shit that he can't. Well, uh, no pun intended, but he was very driven. He was, yeah. Like, oh, it was just, see what you did there. It was just, I have to win at all costs. But. Yeah. So, you know, but he's so, actually and then the guy, he's actually the guy that is behind the all of um, Lewis Hamilton's current like well he's dead now but series. yeah he was yeah. about May this year he died and then the sort of so I really liked that interplay between the two characters and they're they're really well done and I I only I half agree with you with about Thor it's difficult to see him as anything other yeah. than Thor I thought Daniel Brawl was absolutely amazing in this film just both brilliant. Marvel veterans yes from uh, Winter Zemo, wasn't Civil he? War yeah Civil War who was, so, who was but that? the thing that I also so liked the guy who played Zemo Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda. Lauda. I just yeah. can't get that name. He was in 
Civil War. He was the guy orchestrating the Civil War in the, in the background. How do you think it would sound if Nicky Lauder and Arnie Schwarzenegger were talking to each other? Is there a different? Is Nicky? Is Arnie actually Austrian? Yeah, the Austrian yeah, was his nickname. Absolutely. Well, the, the movie. So the movie's best line, they I think, is when um, Lauder. Uh, it's not. A, I don't think it's a spoiler because this actually no, this happened. And even is we allowed. We talk about spoilers all the time. So. Lauder. Uh, so Lauder is horrifically burned in the penultimate, uh, one of the penultimate races of the season. Maybe not the penultimate, but a few races no, no, before the end of the season. Like Two thirteen. He's in a car for an entire. And the like crash minute. sequence is absolutely amazing, by the way. And I went; it made me go and research the actual original crash. And they basically just—is that the reason why they don't race the Nurburgring anymore? Because it's too dangerous. I guess because so, it's know. massive. So now you yeah, no now your lap is like a minute fifty or something. Yeah. Like that. But this that was so he crashed basically at the furthest point away for the emergency services to get to him. Which is oh, why is that right? Fight. Yeah. Okay. So that I think that's why. But it's too the dangerous crash in the movie is brilliantly staged, and it's just like the real life crash. I went and watched it afterwards, and uh, so they didn't really. Tinker, there was no Hollywood going yeah. on there. They just showed what was an incredible smash. Yes, yeah, anyway, so rod failed. And louder, louder uh, is is um, horrifically burned, and uh, so much so that they that they bring in a priest to read him his last yeah, rites. Rite, so. And uh, he, he that's what sort of sucks him up into some action. He and he he says, um, "Tell the priest to fuck off. <laughs> I'm still alive." <laughs> yeah, and you Very know good. the bit with his. Um, his press conference when he says he's coming back to race and they do he does the practice session or whatever yeah and then they're having the press conference and the journalist asks him if his wife will be able to love him yeah or, or carry on with the relationship yeah now that he's got a bit of scarring yeah he said that that was the most insulting thing he'd ever heard in his whole life yeah which is understandable because it's a fairly horrific thing to ask someone it was horrific but he then, a bit Freddy Krueger though when he had all the, yeah, the, the burns it's, it's on. It's clearly very fresh. Right? It's what forty-two days since he. Yeah, exactly. I don't think since that was he'd actually kind of safe. had the crash. I mean, if he was racing with that double vision like they showed in the film, Fucking that's nice. fairly. Uh, yeah. Oh, that made me think of another link. Yeah. Thank you for bringing to, that up to replicas. To, to replicas. Hit me. So the final uh, race in Fuji. Yeah. So uh, they're on the uh, starting grid, and it's absolutely horrendous torrential rain yeah. and they uh, have to drill a little hole yeah, into yeah, yeah. the eye of yeah. the visor so that That's they can right. clear the condensation spot yeah. just like the lobotomy well, scene course- in replicas both films have a car crash in, from if you really Yeah, like that's true. That's <laughs> to true. simplify it, yeah. yeah. So I did a little bit of looking up, and the budget for this film was only $38 million. Did you get that figure? Did you look uh, I did, actually, because I felt, curiously, there wasn't really a lot of Formula One racing going on in this movie. No, it's a little bit more about the... It was all character-driven, which was fine. That must be what must command a pretty decent fee these this days. was 2013 though wasn't it he'd mm. only Everyone just been must get a fair whack oh yeah I would think he's on a good wedge I had Stephen Mangan in who I really liked I did like yeah. that as well That's I was right. surprised to see him yeah. come up but the did other he, thing I really liked I've got to get this up, out of the way I really liked the way that the movie itself was kind of structured like a race yeah yeah, yeah. so that you've, at some points you're going oh Chris Hemsworth you know James Hunt you're the one I want to win and then you, you suddenly your allegiance you feel for the other guy for louder and you're like oh no he's an absolute nah, legend I always wanted James Hunt to win uh, he had some really fun no I, I really liked it and one um, one bugbear I do have is uh, it had commentary in it with, you know like a, basically yeah, like a narrator yeah Murray over, Walker yeah but it's just like you know we're shooting some footage here and we've got someone just narrating the film for you and it yeah. found it kind of jarring a little bit well it was unnecessary wasn't yeah. it really because they could but yeah going back to the budget was 38 mil uh, excuse me can we do that after we're going to do that afterwards in a minute 
That's uh, my eldest and listening to the instruction not to interrupt us really well. <laughs> so the budget of 38 mil, but it took 92 million worldwide gross. So we should find wow, a way a to get 30 mil and make films because yeah. it seems like a pretty easy way 60. to make money. Well, 92 million is not even that much though, really, for worldwide take. Although I suppose it's fairly niche subject matter and a lot of people don't like Formula 1. Well, yeah, quite. I mean, that was that was me. I never saw it. This was a movie I knew. It had a bit of buzz I remember some it. publicity about it, like people being on Graham Norton and all that. But yeah. I, never, I was not like, oh, I'm going to go and watch that. Rundown of a few scores. IMDb racked up an average of 8.9, uh, sorry, 8.1. On is that Richter. good? Was well, that a 10? Okay. So Pretty good. good. Yeah. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Which is solid. 75% on Metacritic and 93% of Google users liked it. So overwhelmingly positive reaction. To and itself. yeah, it was a total shutout at the Oscars that year. So even Yeah, but what would it have won? Best Supporting Actor for Brawl. I thought he was amazing. No, I didn't. He wasn't even nominated. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Fuck you. Well, possibly. <laughs> what won then in 13? Oh, I don't know. And we're not allowed to Google this week because of the... Yeah, because of phone uh, inter- interruptions last week. So, And, and also, uh, I'm not sure if there was a lot of artistic license used in this film because I don't think that they were massive enemies... Because when they were coming through in Formula 3, they shared a flat and they apparently they were very good mates. Oh, really? Uh, so, I, so, so whilst they might have been competitively, you know, rivals, I don't think that there was this huge animosity that... I know, think that's always the case in Formula 1. It's played up a lot for the, you know, for the show of their cameras. Like you get that. Yeah. It's like so, Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. They were You get actually. that with... Were um, they mates? Don't know. Fuck knows. He was a lunatic, uh, the warrior, though, wasn't he? He's dead now, isn't he? Yeah, he's dead, yeah. Anyway, that's not really... Hamilton, Alonso, you get all of that in the, so the I, recent stuff. They, just, they, they pretend they hate each other, but they, they're probably okay. Or yeah, I, but I like what they... I did like with the bit when he was walking off the podium and he says, you know, I'm going to kill you, know, I'm going to like destroy you next time. I like to imagine that that does happen a lot. Yeah. yeah. Because clearly they're not all mates. No. So when they're up there and they're spraying champagne on each other, they're probably screaming abuse at each other. Saying, <laughs> you fucking prick. <laughs> I mean, what I liked to think about Louder and Hunt is that maybe those scenes of animosity between them didn't really happen, but it was actually the fact that they had these two contrasting styles, yeah. the technical genius of Louder and this sort of emotionless, you know, he was amazing at the car setup and he had, it was like a mathematician. Then he had the sort of all the talent that was kind of almost wasted with Hunt and the fact that they had that balance that was like pushing could have each been, other they on. could have been great teammates right think, uh, you know mm. going back to what I, my original sort of gripe with it if it just it wasn't a, a rivalry that for me sticks out something like a Senna Prost would have been well Senna was a great movie I don't know That's if you've ever seen thing, that but to make an actual you know a film of it would have been brilliant because they had you know three years or so of just you know really going at each other crashing into like, so much controversy and all the rest yeah. of it and they, they pretty much hated each other and then it came full circle at the end because you know Prost was a pallbearer at his funeral and is a trustee of his charitable foundation all the rest of it so overall <laughs> then are you not entertained Riggs I was entertained I was Me? definitely entertained yeah I was entertained go watch it everyone right we're going to have to talk about the kids program that you inflicted upon us this week what was it it was a pleasure <laughs> no it wasn't let's make this quick because i fucking hated it <laughs> <laughs> so my my daughter at the moment is has managed to find on netflix something called h2o mermaids it's probably it's a called little... h2o mermaid adventures sorry yeah 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 <laughs> it's not good and um it's the story of 
three three girls originally who name them live on an island name them Meg. can you even do, do you even know their names ricky chloe and emma cleo isn't it cleo i've written okay. down cleo on my notes but i <laughs> okay, can't no, be no, sure. I'll, go, I'll take that um and they and they, they live on an island and they happen to go out i think boating one day and get stuck on a completely different island miko called, island called Ma- miko or yeah, miko um, they fell down a hole into a magical <laughs> pond. So, so that, Hang that, on. Bit, that bit stuck. I have to talk about that. <laughs> I have to interrupt you because one of them fell down, and then the next one went along and inexplicably fell down, and then the third one also fell down, and there was such a huge gap between it. Did she not? They would down? almost certainly have had brain damage from that. Did, it was just did she sheer not rock climb, face. Did she not climb down to help? Them no, something? the last one just stood there and he thought, oh, here we Remember go. they landed in a pond. No, they, it was a tube, like a like a steep passageway of just jagged rocks and they just pick themselves up at the end. I mean I know I it's kids thing we are lucky they didn't die or yeah. perhaps unlucky I, I would say unlucky because <laughs> if it had ended there I would have been fine with it it would have been a much better you know yeah well, then, go on carry on because you were giving us a synopsis trying to and then they um, they, they're they trying to get out and they want to they want to get out of this little I think they're trapped aren't they they're in, in a sort of the pool, middle, yeah. middle of this middle of this it's like it might have been a volcano or something volcano yeah, or mountain and it looks like there is a, a little passageway that they can swim out. One of them can swim for more than like 30 seconds, if I remember rightly. So she's like, right, I'm going to check it out. And then before they know it, some magic, the moon comes yeah, over. Yeah, the stars the aligned. Mm, yeah. the stars aligned. Some magical dust twinkled all over them and they became mermaids. And then they could escape, which yes. they did. Yeah, that was handy. And then, it was very handy. Um, and that's sort of then, then that's uh, them, they're mermaids. And they're swimming, they're swimming along and they can start talking to fishes and other sea creatures. Yeah, there's they, a turtle, isn't there? And they can so also... Bernie, Benny, Benny, Bernie the How did you crab? feel about the hermit crab that they put in a toy car? I thought it was really irresponsible. Prick. <laughs> well, I thought that to put him in a metal thing and then try that in the ocean was kind of irresponsible and send a bad message for so kids. He, uh, well, yes. He's a car as a hermit. Why don't they just pick up a, a, a shell, beach? Why don't he? he's a fucking shell? But also, he was an absolute weapon. Well, he, he was the first one to speak to him, wasn't he? After yeah, because he was saying thanks when they when they found they you know when they'd just been turned to memos. He was the sort of first. Did one not they, like his voice. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't like anything about it. Uh, yeah, and the animation style was horrible. I thought. But. Well, if you and then they got if magic- you paused it right. Yeah. The the way it was drawn or where on the computer or whatever kind of reminded me it was reminiscent of Studio Ghibli kind of artwork. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, so but then it was so poorly animated. Yeah, gets, just, I get the impression it's a, yeah, it had that kind of Japanese origin. It sounded like well, I think that's what they were aiming for. Yeah, that sort they of. Do, they didn't have it well, one of the things that could be very Japanese about it is it it's sort of this weird like I just couldn't get over the weird mermaid bras that they have, and it like this weird sort of over sexualization. Well, it's, just, it's full of cliches, wasn't it? And they're like the, the Did they even need bras? Because they're like sparkly bras, weren't they? Sparkly. Well, they I thought they were like seashells or something. Or was that just a design of them? So how old are girls? And when they transfer, I thought teenagers, aren't they? Now I don't know whether I was watching, reading a little bit into this too much, but um, when they turn into mermaids, yeah, their hair gets longer. Naturally, well, they also got flippers. Yeah, and their boobs get bigger. Yeah. Maybe it was a metaphor for puberty. Yeah. Because Buffy was like that. You know, the whole transforming into monsters and, you know, all the rest of it was a metaphor for them growing up through school and all the rest of it. Well, I don't think that this had that level of depth. Well, but it's interesting because I was thinking about a Venn diagram uh, that talks (laughs) about... That is interesting. (laughs) That talks about the similarities between werewolves and mermaids because it's all, especially in this season... Yeah, was it lycanthropy? Yeah, lycanthropy. So they turn into... So 
the other thing, Intrigued. apart from the over-sexualisation of mm. the mermaids and the boobs getting bigger, mm. the, the sort of... Sorry, the, the, boobs, how... get, the boobs get bigger? Well, when they turn into I'm, mermaids? I'm pretty sure they did in the animation. So I mean, the hair was an issue for me because it, the red haired one had like fire powers. Yeah. And the, oh, yeah. The it was really cliche. Yeah. 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 Thought, oh, come on. We can do better than this. But just so this is I was thinking about it afterwards. It did did make me think about how horrifying it would be to have your legs merge <laughs> into a single <laughs> massive fishtail. <laughs> And the sort of it seems like a really big problem that's it never looks, quite addressed. No, but it looks yeah, but painless. I think the kids watching it would painless. really like that because they yeah. always bang on about being. I know, but you know, it might be a nice idea. But the actual body horror, you mean? Yeah. So <laughs> we, they could have taken more of a David Cronenberg film. Well, so this is where I was going with this because the thing that it most reminded me of was uh, Meg. I'm sure you're familiar with his work, Franz Kafka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big no. fan. And of course, you'll know that one of his most famous pieces of work was. The Metamorphosis. Oh, the dude yeah. that turns into it's a all about a guy who wakes up and he's turning into a, Is it a, a cockroach. Yeah. And really? That sounds fucking hideous. So he was, but Kafka <laughs> was known for his, you know, he was an author known for writing about body horror, which is a subcategory of horror. But did he write horror. this? Exactly. Known, known for violent violations of the body. The human caterpillar type stuff. Yeah. So, the, so, so H2O Mermaid Adventures may have a fun tone, but underneath it is undeniably Kafka-esque. Definitely. <laughs> and then also the whole transforming into a mermaid thing. Yeah. So as I understand it, they yeah. transform into mermaids. Anytime there's water. Anytime there's water. So what if they touch like a beer mat that's got a little bit of exactly. moisture on it? Exactly. What about sweat? True. If you're, if you, what, you're suddenly walking along, oh, it's a hot day, they, well, suddenly I'm a fish. You get a bit sexually no. aroused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's right in the sweet spot there where the legs would... <laughs> Meld together, <laughs> but so they they basically can't shower or it, sweat, which it goes like your that's own. a good point. I could never wash. Or yeah. Well, well, they just have to swim in fresh water, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but they have they to do, do it right away from the prying eyes of you well, know well, they people don't, who don't wash would, in the public. Anyway. Unless they, of course, decided to tell everyone they're mermaids. Do they do? I that? think the government would be interested in fish. Well, that would be an interesting angle that they could have explored. Yeah, because there was nothing interesting about this otherwise. I went on the website. Oh, right. And they described themselves very generously, I thought. Uh, H2O Mermaids, a combination of comedy. Yeah. That was the standout word for me. Friendship and adventure. Now, there was fuck all comedy. I don't remember any comedy. I think the turtle thing is supposed to be comic relief. It's a hermit crab. Oh, and I've got one other thing as well. So I did, I did actually watch randomly another episode halfway through one of the other seasons just to see really? what was going on. And uh, well, I wanted to get a picture of what was going on. So I had like two I've observations. Se- I watched the whole series. There's only two. So do uh, do Australian teenagers really hang out at juice bars? Yes. All the time. Is that is that a real thing? Everything I've ever seen about Australians is that they do that. Okay. But is that real though, or is that just I a TV so. thing? You know? Well, I don't know. TV's real, isn't it? True. And the other thing is, there is a, as I understand from one episode I saw in season two, and me as a as a H two O Mermaid Adventures aficionado, you might be able to help me here. Yeah. But the genders of the mer people, so the mermen and the mer women, oh, you get are dudes at war. In Oh, no, so I haven't seen season two. I just made it to season one. You said right. you've seen it all. So I've seen all of season one. Right. Oh, you've so, got a lot to look forward to that. But so I don't, want to f- I don't want to make it weird, like the shape of water, fish porn, and figure out like the particulars of mer-person uh, reproduction. But yeah. if they are at war, the males and the females, well, like they where lay eggs do... And, lay eggs and fertilise them, isn't it? That's how fish work. Yeah, but that's weird, though, isn't it? Because now you're just seeing a mer... You know, that's fine when it's a full fish, but We're never when it's see a mer-man... 
essentially jerking off in the water. Over well, maybe space. it's like Romeo and Juliet, where there are you know there's, there's a couple from rival factions that you know, unite the mer yeah, people. They get over but it. where if if the, but this has been going on an eternal war between the mermen and the mer women. Where are new mermaids coming from? Do they like? Is it like once every ten years or something? They people going to Mako Island and yeah. they get a new. And if so, can I get a little bit of that fish porn yeah, action? Maybe, maybe, it's it. maybe, maybe you have to go. That's you get the to, only way you get new mermaids. That's, that's how you get maybe yeah. to remember. I feel that's like it. there's a lot of stuff unaddressed. You've already, you've already been provided that answer. It's a good answer. I, the only good decision I made whilst watching this was that I watched it at night when my daughter was asleep, so that she didn't get hooked on it. And then I had to sit through more of it because I really got zero from this. I <laughs> asked my daughter whether she'd seen it mm. and she said yes. And I asked her what she thought about it and she couldn't tell me a single thing about it other than that it had mermaids in, which I think is given away by the title. That's pretty much where I'm at with it, to be honest. I have an email from a long-time listener, Jeff Kitchen. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he says, he says... Um, I really like Sidey and Riggs's content. Meek, less so. Have you got any new features this week? And I wanted to say, well, thanks for that, uh, Jeff Kitchen. Kitchen. You're right. Meek is basically little more than Pond Scum. But we do have a new feature this week. And Sidey, would you like to introduce it for us? Yeah, I want to talk about... And we've we've argued the toss of whether this is actually technically possible to have, but a guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. So this is a film which the less educated people out there would tell you that this is not a good film. Okay. They are wrong. Right. We're talking about Transformers, the movie, the 80s animated version. I mean, it's a classic. Is solid gold. It is absolutely incredible. Seen it, Meek? The 80s animated version? Yeah. No. It what? is fucking incredible. Weren't you a child? It's got Orson no. Welles in it. Citizen Kane is in this yeah. film. Yeah. He plays Unicron. Yeah. Tell what about... Plot. Right, so the plot is... Yeah. That... I think they beat Megatron. He gets hoofed out into space, but in the battle, Optimus Prime dies. Yeah. And so... Hot Rod. Yeah. um, He becomes... No, not initially. No. It goes Goes to to Grimlock? No. No, no, no. No, it goes to the really boring one. The the Matrix leadership goes to the next in line, which comes out of his chest. Yeah, and you it's hold kind it of weird. Like that and someone tries to open it, but they can't open it. Yeah. So anyway, Megatron's defeated sort of body is floating around space and is intercepted by the villain of the piece, who is called Unicron, voiced by Orson Welles. Wait, is this not the one that's got Galvatron? Megatron gets reborn as. So that's what happens. Okay. So he finds. Megatron and Starscream and all the rest of them. Yeah. And it's a really cool piece of animation where they get... Remade, isn't they it? They get sort of drawn down into sort of like line... Hol- yeah. Holographic line diagrams. And he says, I'll rebuild you and there's my army. Oh, And there's some really cool dialogue where Megatron's like, I answer to no one and all this. Unicorn eats planets. That's what he does. He goes around eating planets. So he's a bit like... Uh, he's like his mouth and Marvel. smash them. Or... He just... Uh, he, yeah, he's, he's got a big, enormous. big mouth and he just sucks in entire planets and eats them. A bit like your mum. Um, which happens to one, one of the and, um So he rebuilds Megatron into this new leader of the Decepticons called Galvatron. And I had the toy of that. I, I also had the toy yeah, of Galvatron. I still got it it's in my daughter's bedroom. So why I would need, quite why like to come around and play with that. Why does he need new Decepticons then? To sell more toys, presumably, in yeah. real life. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Galvatron turned into a giant if gun, didn't if he? Unicron's got yes. his own, if Unicron's got his own... There was some reason for He's the not really, launching arm. Unicron's not really good or bad. He or just evil. is. He just is. He just, yeah. he just eats planets. And people don't want their planet to be eaten is the problem. So anyway, the war between the, the Autobots and Decepticons sort of carries on. 
and they get dispersed around different parts of the galaxy so some of them end up on this planet made out of junk and there's the grimlock yeah there's robots on there who are called the junkicons i think or something like that and they've learned to speak by only by watching the television so they talk of like tv hosts again a bit like your mum yeah and then also some of the robots end up on a planet where they're going to be judged by this really cool looking robot oh yeah with um four heads and everyone gets found guilty and they get killed and he says something like um, if you don't shut up you'll be held in contempt of court and one of the robots says I have nothing but contempt for this court <laughs> and as a kid I that was so cool uh, and so that carries on and eventually they're looking for you know who's going to be an inspirational leader of the Autobots and it turns out to be Hot Rod who becomes Rodimus Prime well but doesn't it go wrong for him at first or is that the other well, one well he's goes, just a bit you know, he's he, a bit he's rubbish isn't he leadership role. yeah he, he becomes Sounds a bit like my 360 feedback at work. And then um, <laughs> he eventually is able to open the Matrix of Leadership. Yeah. And that, the animation in this is brilliant. And the music. Yeah, it's got a great sound. You great got the 80s. You like, got the touch. You got the touch. You got the power. power. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like I need to watch it. I've got you it on really DVD, do. so if you want to borrow it. I'm impressed the level of detail that you remember. I remember that at the end, uh, spoiler alert, I guess, for you know 40-year-old movie, but um, they go inside... Unicron yeah, and blow get, him up well, from yeah, the inside. Because when they get eaten by the planet, they're all inside the inner workings of, and there's a sort of conveyor belt moment. You know, That's classic, right. Classic um, suspense building, but are they going to fall off the conveyor belt into his you know, stomach acid, if you like? And they manage to escape that bit and do all the rest of it. Um, and there's a bit where they're on, they're lost in space somewhere, and these, this race of robots, um, they, they can't communicate. I can't remember exactly what happens, but they, there's this thing called the Universal Greeting. And I still remember that. What that is? What's the universal greeting? Bar weep, grana weep, ninibom. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Say, say, again. say it again. Bar again. weep, grana weep, ninibom. And what is that? It's that just words. Like, hello. Bar weep, grana weep, ninibom. Grana weep, ninibom. Yeah. I think I'm going to start trying to use that. I think make it the first thing you say at work on Monday. I like that. Yeah. So I, this is a solid ten for me. I mean, I'm so into it. Well, I didn't realise that anybody didn't think this was a classic. So you know, as a as a sort of. Well, some people get a bit high and mighty about, oh, I wouldn't watch that because it's it's amazing. Yeah. Do I like... No, that's interesting. Would I, If I watched it now, I would You'd undoubtedly it. like it. Yeah. But would I like it because it's good or because of nostalgia? Both. Mm. See, I don't like the Michael Bay ones. Oh, fuck no. I hate the Michael Bay ones. With a, That can be a whole new podcast. They're In fact, I actually hate basically all Michael Bay films. Why? So. Because he is clearly a prick, which is, he's got this like irritating yeah, frat and, boy stuff. Yeah. yeah was, and then who was, there was another one. The only, I like The Rock. And it's not yeah, even. I, really, I don't like The Rock because it's Michael Nick, it's, um, Michael Keaton, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Cage, <laughs> Nicholas I've got Cage a serious too. problem. The only, the only Nick Cage film I like is National Treasure. You've seriously, serious. What about Con Air? No, I hate Con Air. It's one of my all time most hated films. I like Con Air. Fuck, man. It's dreadful. Okay, but you've really got to see Mandy. It is absolutely amazing. Anyway, I feel like we've gone off topic. We have gone off topic, but what you need to take away from this is that Transformers, the animated movie, is brilliant, and Meg, you need to watch it. Is it on Netflix? Good question. We'll find out afterwards, but it's fucking brilliant. Well, I would say you've conclusively argued your case, and even though that wasn't the format, I feel like I want to bang a gavel and go, case closed. Agreed. That made a horrible noise, that. Okay, I think we covered off just about everything that we need to talk about for this week. You're the host, Meek. Are you going to give us a bit of outro action? Not sure I've got that in the locker. 
Why don't you ask Saidi what he's going to choose for his next week's? I do know what I'm going to choose, though, if you want to do that far away. What are you going to choose? So the film, the main feature, is going to be Chef. Okay. Which is a John Favreau film. And is there a connection there to is Rush? It's actually connected to both films that we've watched oh, wow. so far. Go on. His son in Chef was the son of Keanu Reeves in Replicas. And it also has Amazing. a four-word, uh, four-letter title, same as Rush. Brilliant. So that's slightly Connected to both movies. Yeah, in... this is going to get hard when we're 20 films in. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it, it's uh, it's what I'm that's what I'm picking. I was gonna I was gonna give my verdict on it already, but I think we should hold fire on it. Yeah, don't um, spoil, don't don't spoil the next. Podcast. So I have obviously seen this one, but neither of you guys have. So I'll watch it again. You watch it, and the kiddies entertainment. We're gonna watch Paw Patrol. Oh, I will select a specific episode for us to watch. Okay, all right. Uh, well, I, I I look forward to that, and I probably. Everybody else does too because there can't be a single parent alive who doesn't know what Paw Patrol is. I want to be them if they exist. That's all uh, from us for this week and we look forward to watching this week's uh, films. Toodaloo. Thank you.